0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the Juliaism podcast. I'm Julia, your guys's host. It is currently Wednesday, January 31st at 2:04 p.m., and this episode we are going to be talking about alcohol. Ooh, <laughs> sounds kind of losery. Sounds kind of lame to most, but I think I have an interesting perspective, and I'm really excited to get into it. But before we do that, I wanted to do my updates and then my pit and peek since I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit. Um, so first, some updates. One is that I cannot remember the last time I've bought coffee out, which is absolutely insane. I was home last week for literally one night and my mom got me, or I think my brother actually got me a Dunkin' coffee, so I had like half of that. Honestly, I didn't even have the whole thing, but... That was the last time I've had like a Starbucks or a latte from somewhere out or a Dunkin'. I have just been so into the Califia Farms cookie butter creamer, which I think I've talked about on here before, but it's so good. And I've just either been brewing um, a Keurig, like Dunkin' Donuts pod at home and then putting it in the fridge for a few hours to be iced, or I've been using the Starbucks Blonde roast, the big jugs of the iced coffee, so that's a win in my book, saving a little bit of money. Um, I've also been entering my cooking or homemaking era as you guys already know I've got the cleaning part down but I have been chefing it up recently I went to where did I go hmm I think Trader Joe's a few, like a week ago and I got some fruit and I just decided to cut it up and wash it in like some bell peppers and put it in containers so that it'd be easier to snack on or make meals or snacks with. And that just has inspired me. I know it's like a really simple, small act to be better at cooking at home. Um, so even like my breakfasts and snacks have been elevated for example usually my breakfast would just be my two vans gluten-free blueberry waffles with chocolate chips on it but now i've been having that with a bowl of fresh fruit and it has just been so nice and i feel like i'm finally like feel like i'm at home like at my parents house where like i have really like large filling meals if that makes sense because when you're living on your own like you're not wanting to spend so much money on groceries and you're not as good as a cook as your parents likely and you either order out and it's not as healthy and you don't feel good after eating it or you just make like a grilled cheese and don't have any sides or a salad or anything like that. Um, So I feel like having the waffles with my bowl of fruit has just been so nice and like a good start to the day and a reminder that I can eat like I do at home at my parents' house. So. That being said, the sandwich I just had for lunch, like, oh my god, I'm actually a chef. I got sourdough from Trader Joe's. I put on a little bit of butter and put it into the oven and like toasted it. Then I cut up a tomato and some mozzarella and I layered that on one piece of the sourdough. On the other piece, I spread some of the vegan pesto from Trader Joe's and I added some pieces of turkey and then one piece of prosciutto and then i put that together cut it in half and it was the most delicious caprese sandwich with protein ever and i feel like a literal chef i had some cheese it's on the side and so filling so delicious not a boring sandwich like not just a turkey and cheese an elevated lunch and i'm really happy and really full lastly in my cooking and homemaking era last night i literally went off pat was coming over for dinner and i said you know what i am going to be a chef i am going to make your favorite food and it was so funny i texted him and i was like guess what i'm making your favorite food tonight and he was like ice cream i was like yep yep i'm making ice cream and we're having that for dinner pat that's exactly what's happening yep um So I was looking on Trader Joe's before I went yesterday for recipes that weren't just using the frozen foods and I came across the viral pizza that everyone had been making. So I went into Trader Joe's yesterday with the mindset that I was going to make that pizza. So of course the first thing I went for was the pizza crust. Of course it wasn't even there. So what I ended up doing was buying two not loaves because it was smaller than a loaf of bread but like two pieces of the parmesan focaccia and I took that home I cut them in half so it was like four pieces of half focaccia loaf and then what we did what the recipe called for was spreading the garlic spread on each of the loaves of bread and then you spread the pink pastel that trader joe's has over that you get um a mozzarella you cut it up or break it up and layer it on on top of the two spreads you get some prosciutto you put that on top of it then you put that into the oven and while that is cooking you get your arugula ready so you just toss some arugula in um olive oil when the pizza's done you take it out you put the arugula on top and then you're supposed to layer balsamic glaze but I just did honey because I didn't have any balsamic glaze and I've been loving honey on like everything recently and oh my gosh it was so good Pat was so impressed with me I'm I made four because i didn't know how big they were going to be or how filling they were going to be how hungry pat was going to be considering he's like the biggest eater ever um and we each just ended up having one of the halves of focaccia so i have two left over i'm gonna have one for work tonight and then one for work the night after that and it's just so good and like fancy and something that my mom would make that i made myself so i'm feeling proud of myself also feeling proud of myself because. I feel like I'm finally in a better place mentally, like not 100%, but much better than I was in November and December after some medication adjustments and weekly therapy and all that stuff. Um, My current challenge, which is, I just think will be funny for you guys, like to literally make fun of me. I'm making fun of myself by telling you. Um, My current challenge set to me by my psychiatrist is to not wipe down the remote control to my TV in my room. Now, that might sound literally insane, but when I tell you it's a struggle every single day, I have to take my Lysol wipes and l- like Lysol the crap out of the remote, like after Pat touches it, after I touch it with like hands after eating when pat was sick and he was over i still have not wiped it i don't think i wiped it down in over a month and the challenge is to prove to myself that i can go without it and that wiping it down like isn't really necessary it's just my obsessions and my ocd thoughts that make me think it's necessary so that's what i'm currently working on it's been over a month since i've wiped it down and i'm really proud of myself and then, oh, I'm also proud of myself. This is the last update I wrote down. Um, since November, not, um, not including Christmas presents for other people, I have only bought two items of clothing for myself. I bought $30 pink sparkly heels uh, slingbacks from ASOS that I wore to Eli Rowlow's. I didn't know I needed this live show. I went to that with mayana by the way and it was such a fun night we went to this north end restaurant that had vegan and gluten-free items so that she could eat it was so delicious i got lobster ravioli and then the show with eli and girl Lost town was so so fun that was like one of my favorite nights i've had in a while but That's besides the point. So I bought those $30 pink sparkly slingbacks because the theme of I didn't know I needed this is like pink and sparkly and red. So I needed something to uh, step out in. So I bought those shoes. And then also I placed an order for a pink PJ set from Skims because one it's pink it's my favorite color it's a beautiful shade of pink i've been wanting something in that pink from skims for a while and because i just feel like tj sets make my life so much better i feel like i legit sleep better because i get even more relaxed and calm before i get into bed knowing that i'm wearing like a matching outfit and that i look better than i would if i'm just wearing like sweatpants or shorts and like a ratty old t-shirt if that makes sense so Those are the only two things I have bought since November, not including skincare, not including groceries, like nothing like crazy. I haven't like spent actually nothing, but I've literally not bought myself any clothing for like almost three months. That's kind of insane for a certified shopaholic. So props to me (laughs) Uh, for the pit and peak of my week or past few weeks. I have worked four shifts a week for the past two weeks. So, eight shifts in two weeks. Usually, it's only six. It's over a 50-hour work week, and I am so exhausted. Um, And in combination with that, on my off days that I have had, my body still thinks that I'm working on night shift, so I haven't been able to to sleep in on the days that I intend to sleep in because my body have been wake has been waking up at like 5 30 or 3 30 and thinking that it's time to eat a snack because I'm working on a night shift. And then I wake up at 3 30, eat a snack and try to go back to bed and I'm absolutely wide awake because usually obviously during a night shift I'm wide awake at that time. So that hasn't been great. I love a night shift. I'm a night shift nurse I think at heart but I don't know what it is. I think it's the extra shift a week for the past two weeks that my body is so not used to um, being awake during the daytime that it's just been messing up my circadian rhythm and all that stuff. So I'm really, really tired and I have work tonight and tomorrow night and then I have the weekend off, which goes into my peak. I'm really looking forward to having the whole weekend off after working the next two nights. And I'm just going to relax. Maybe I'll go home and see my dogs. I don't really know. I'm just not going to do much. And it's going to be so lovely. And then also my peak was probably the iconic pizzas that I made last night. Because they were so good. And I cannot wait to have it for dinner tonight. It's going to hit so different. Because like on a night shift, you do not want to be eating like a salad or a lame turkey and cheese sandwich. You need like carbs, pasta, pizza. I don't even know. But the pizza is going to absolutely hit. I can't describe it. I I can't really describe like the nausea that night shift brings on. Um, So I feel like I always am craving like carbs or like fresh fruit. I don't really know what the science is behind that, but if you know, let me know. All right, going into alcohol. So I have always been a sort of alcohol hater, if you will. I was, well, I was a part of SAD in high school, Students Against Destructive Decisions, which was like the joke club at my school, which drove me absolutely insane. It was like a club that was, it had good intentions in making people Um, wear seatbelts and not drink underage and not do drugs underage and, like, make good decisions, but it was a club that everyone just joined in order to put it on their college applications when they really didn't believe in what we were doing or, like, the message behind the club, and it drove me mad, like, absolutely mad. I think the president, I don't really remember who it was, but There were some people like on the board of SAD that full on like would black out in high school like every single weekend and it would drive me nuts because I was like I am the only person in this club who doesn't drink and like you all are like lying and that makes this club fake and like what we're doing isn't it's not like worth something. It doesn't mean anything if the people who are running the club don't actually believe in what they're talking about. So because of that I joined a club which had like maybe eight members in it. It was a very, 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 very small club at my high school called NASA originally, Natick Against Substance Abuse. And this was as nerdy as it sounds and as it was, honestly, my favorite part of high school. I loved it. It was the kind of thing where like I had internal like a little bit of shame for being a part of it and loving it and a little bit of embarrassment whenever there'd be like a picture of me in the hall of the high school it it was like ah I don't really want that to be up there but also like I really believed in what we were doing um An example of one of the things we would do was called sticker shock. So before prom, which is obviously like a weekend when there's a ton of underage drinking and all that stuff, we would go into all of the liquor stores in our area into the freezers and put stickers that said like, 21 is 21, don't drink underage or something like that on all of the popular beverages (laughs) that kids our age would drink and would buy for their prom weekend so that then when they would have that box of Bud Lights or Natty Lights or whatever they were drinking, like they would just see that sticker and maybe it would sway them to not drink. I don't really know. It likely didn't do anything but it felt like we were really doing something (laughs) tangible and that was like my favorite event of the whole entire year. Um, We also, a few of the students every month got to sit in on like board meetings with members of the town and talk about like the things that kids were drinking and where they were drinking and like how, how we could get them to stop and I don't really even know to be honest, but It was my favorite thing. It eventually, we renamed it to be Natick Above the Influence just because Natick Against Substance Abuse felt sort of harsh and judgmental and we wanted it to be more of a place that was like safe where people could come even if they had drank or done drugs in the past and just wanted to not anymore. Um, We hosted vigils for um, people who had overdosed and like people who were struggling with substance abuse. We did all of the things in the town. It was more of like a community-driven club rather than a club focused just on the high school students like SAD was. But yeah, I was I think like secretary my junior year or something. Secretary or what's the other one? Treasurer? I don't really know. And then my senior year, I was president. (laughs) So yes, I mean like if you didn't know me or if you like don't really know me that well and you're just learning this information, like doesn't that just make so much sense? Like I would have been the president of Natick Above the Influence. Like I would. I would. I'm just such a nerd in that way and I'm not saying that to be pick me. It's just that literally like there's not many like, there's not many kids who would be willing to be a part and be a president of that club in high school because there was some embarrassment and there was some making fun of that I got, especially because I was a part of a friend group that wasn't, like, not popular, if that makes sense. We weren't necessarily the quote-unquote popular group, but we were not, like, the nerdy group. And so I was sort of the outcast because they all played varsity sports and were so cool and got to like go out with like their senior friends and there was obviously drinking there. And then they had this one friend who was the president of Natick against or above the influence and I just like didn't really fit in. (laughs) So... Yes, that is kind of where my relationship with alcohol began in high school when I was being exposed to it all around me and I formed the opinion that I didn't really like it. I didn't like underage drinking. I thought it was toxic. It seemed unsafe. And yes, so I did not have a sip of alcohol until I think my second semester of freshman year of college. And I honestly don't even remember what I had or who I was with or where I was going. I know I was with Pat. He was my friend at the time and I was definitely with my roommates. Um, we were probably just going to a house party on campus. Um, it was likely a White Claw or a Truly Lemonade because I have never ever ever been able to take shots like vodka makes me want to vomit especially a shot of vodka oh my god my roommates would all be taking shots of vodka and like sometimes we would do like one second of the day videos um and I would full-on like take a shot glass and fill it with water because I wanted to be included but I really like could not and still cannot stomach taking a shot of vodka um So yeah, that was the first time I ever drank. And then after that, I drank about once a week in college until we had to go home for COVID. Um, Once a week, once or twice a week, because Thursday nights were really big at St. A's and then also Saturday nights were really big. Um, Friday nights, we usually stayed in because there just wasn't that much going on. Um, And then Saturday, we would do something if there was something to do. Um, And then I went home for COVID and I didn't drink at all, (laughs) I don't think, until I came back to school junior year and then I continued to drink once, twice a week at maximum. Even in college though, I never wanted to drink more than one time a week. One time a week, I mean my roommates and my guy friends and pretty much everyone around me was completely down and excited to drink on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes even a Sunday fun day. Whereas me, like I was okay, but certainly not thrilled with the idea of drinking once or twice a week on a Thursday and Saturday night. And when I would drink, it would be like one to three drinks maximum. I never felt great during drinking except for maybe the hour into it where I've had like two drinks and felt buzzed and I always felt so anxious the day after and really tired and unproductive and it would make me stressed because I wouldn't get home till 2 in the morning and then I would want to have to wake up at 8 to study for all my nursing exams but then I would be exhausted and then my mind wouldn't be in the best place and I would have brain fog from the alcohol and then my studying wouldn't have been effective and it just like was like a catalyst into a feeling and spiral of unproductivity and like resentment into alcohol because it just never did really anything positive for me. I just literally never liked it and that's okay. That's kind of what I want the message of this podcast to be about. I mean, granted, I don't think there's probably many people who are listening to this who are in the same kind of space that I am because Pretty much everyone I'm surrounded by drinks alcohol leisurely for fun when they go out, whatever. My parents, my siblings, like my boyfriend, my friend group, my roommate, literally everyone around me drinks um, casually for fun and that's okay. I just want to be very clear that I'm not judging you if you do drink alcohol. I'm just sharing the experience that I have had with it in case maybe you have ever felt this way before and want to feel like seen or heard because I have never felt seen or heard by anyone who's my age because pretty much everyone my age drinks alcohol. So yeah, I've never blacked out from alcohol. And in fact, one of the three times I've thrown up from drinking was because I had just started taking a new antidepressant and I didn't realize how much that affected your tolerance And I got so sick. It was like a night ruiner. I hated the feeling of being sick and having other people have to literally like physically hold me up and take me home. So I just never wanted or like let myself get to that point again. Um, The third time I ever threw up from drinking was actually something I've only told a handful of people and that's because half of the people I did originally tell didn't believe me which just kind of speaks to the stigma around not drinking or not having a tolerance and like how other people view you if you don't drink a lot. So I was at the bar my junior year drinking the usual amount I would. And by that, I maybe had two or three vodka pineapples. That was my drink of choice. Um, So Pat didn't get into the bar that I was at and that I had gotten into Probably like an hour before with my roommates. So I walked next door to um, the restaurant that we would go to frequently. And I just sat with Pat and we ordered each a margarita. And then all of a sudden, what I can remember is I was in the bathroom by myself. I felt so sick. I was literally laying on the ground. And if you guys have listened to this podcast, like you understand how much of a germaphobe and Crazy clean freak I am. So just think about the fact that this is very out of character for me, especially considering I had only had like three to four drinks. Okay. I just want you to keep that in mind. I was on the floor of the bathroom in Manchester, New Hampshire at a city restaurant, like, like the, what is that? Like the downtown, like straight up Manchester, New Hampshire, like the dirtiest of the dirt there is. And I was on the floor in the bathroom. I had taken off pretty much all my clothes because I felt so sick. I just like the feeling of the clothes against my skin. I couldn't take it. I was like felt so nauseous. I don't think I threw up, but I felt like I had to. And enough time had passed that the waitress had literally asked Pat like, is she okay? Where is she? And he had to literally come into the bathroom and get me out Yes, he came into the woman's bathroom because I was so not okay and not like coherent that I didn't even have like the wherewithal to text him and say, "Hey, I'm dying in the bathroom. Like, can you come get me?" It was more so like he didn't even know where I was. Like, I could have been kidnapped at that point. But, anyways, he came into the woman's bathroom and he he said it took me like thirty minutes to get me up out of the bathroom, put on all my clothes, and then he had to order an Uber, um, and I had to like be. Not throwing up in the uber and then i got home and i think i threw up some more and then i woke up and i was still throwing up which i had never ever done before considering i had only vomited right the night of drinking twice in my life like i said before so the bar that we went to it was definitely sketch and i was obviously without pat i was with my female roommates and best friends so I just felt like something had gone wrong. I really feel like I was roofied, and I knew that I didn't drink enough to get to the point that I had, and that I got that sick and unwell. Um, When I told my roommates that the morning after, they basically (laughs) were gaslighting me into thinking that "quote unquote" no, it's just because you probably drank more than usual, or "quote maybe it's because you actually drank," and. Well, yeah it was okay for them to think that everyone can form their own opinions it certainly wasn't okay for them to not even be concerned about the fact that i thought and still know that i was roofied um i regret not going to the hospital the morning after to get tested like my blood tested or whatever because i know something would have shown up just to prove my point but that's not really the point of this i, I don't really need to prove them wrong at this point in my life. The point is that people who choose to not drink or drink less often or a lesser amount are looked down upon, or at least they are in a college or post-grad setting. It's as if people think we, as in the population of people who don't drink a lot or don't drink ever, are too immature to handle alcohol so that when we do drink, we don't do it as well as them, which is why they probably thought that I was just sick from alcohol and didn't actually get roofied um i don't think i explained that story and um, displayed illustrated if you will how unwell i really was i honestly should have had pat on here (laughs) to describe because i remember that experience but i don't remember the details or like how i looked or how i sound or what i was saying because i was obviously very intoxicated and messed up but I just think it's, it proves and it shows that you're never really respected as much as other people who do drink, as someone who doesn't drink. Like, even when I was confiding in my roommates and telling them, hey, like, I'm really scared. I really think I was roofied. Like, I'm scared of that bar. I don't know what happened. Like, just kind of talking it out. They were like, you just drank too much. Like, they didn't believe me. I know that they, definitely talked about me after that day in probably group messages and in person and all that stuff but um it just is interesting if you think about it how we are not believed in as much as other people like if they had come to me because they drank more often that morning and said julia i think i got roofied at this bar too I would say, of course, you know the feeling that you get when you're drunk and when you're sick and you have too much to drink. If you think that this was an opposite or a different experience, I believe you. What do you want to do? But I was not treated the same way because I didn't drink as often or as much as them recently someone I was talking to was talking about how her brother had to take a step back from drinking during his senior year of college because he realized it was really harming his mental health and he was having some really um, dark thoughts when he was drinking and he was in a frat and he lived in the frat house and he had to take a step back and he actually moved out of the frat house his second semester senior year of college And everyone just couldn't understand or just take the simple answer of, I'm not drinking tonight. They always had to ask him why not and pressure him into explaining something that he really wasn't ready to explain. And honestly, it wasn't anyone's business why he wasn't drinking. And that just showed me, again, another example of how it's like almost not tolerated if you don't drink or don't want to drink one night in college. It's something that's expected that you do, which it really shouldn't be because it's literally drinking a poisonous substance that isn't good for you in any way, shape, or form, yet it's considered normal and like good if you drink it multiple times a week. I don't know. Since graduating two years ago and then coming into more of my own and forming more of my opinions and reflecting on everything that's happened to me, I've basically stopped drinking altogether. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a sip of alcohol and I can tell you that I don't want it to be anytime soon. Um, This is kind of funny. I won an Instagram giveaway with um, Kendra Scott and the Sprint Society, which is an alcohol company. It's like a canned wine I think company ran by um, the Oshre sisters and Ben Soffer who are the hosts of the Toast podcast that I've talked about on here before so I love their brand I love them whatever so I just entered to win the giveaway because I was like hey free jewelry and free alcohol for my friends and my roommates like I might as well enter it and then I actually won. So, right when I moved into my apartment in September, I was sent um I was sent a necklace and earrings and whatever and then I was also sent eight of their spritz society drinks and when I tell you that they are are still sitting in my fridge, all eight of them. They have not been touched. They probably will not be touched by me and i just want that to kind of show you how little i drink and that like i literally got this alcohol for free and it's really expensive i think that the eight cans equate to like fifty dollars like it's an absurd amount of money for that beverage it probably tastes really good it's probably really high quality but and it was free and i just haven't drank it so that just kind of also illustrates how little desire i have to drink And that's really all I have to share, Uh, kind of a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a backstory, life story of my relationship with alcohol, but I just wanted this to bring awareness to the fact that maybe one, you should reflect on your own relationship with alcohol and then two, reflect on how you judge or speak about others' relationship with alcohol because it's very personal and very private, and not something that I think we talk about enough how to handle it or discuss it in an appropriate way. So, yeah, I think that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed and maybe this inspired you to think a little bit deeper on your relationship with alcohol, and without further ado, I am going to go take a nap because I have work tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.